If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. Whether it's the lure of a new accent or the hum of an engine transporting you to your next destination, travel is filled with sounds that remind us of places that we visited or tease us about places we're dreaming about as journeys to come. From accents so thick you could cut them with a knife or so romantic you could swoon a little to the familiar beat of a train as it traces its journey through a new country, we can close our eyes and instantly be transported to that very destination, to a new travel soundscape. And so today, we are talking about the sound of travel. For today's guest, sound is a key part of his everyday life. And sound has taken him to many far-reaching places right around the globe. Our guest is Joel Carnegie. Joel has a job that takes him right around the world talking to people. Sound like someone you know? He's an award-winning broadcaster, presenter, performer, feature maker, a writer, musician, regularly working with various broadcasters and media outlets. In 2013, he founded the international media production house, The Space Company. Now, they take on non-fiction and fiction-based projects and stories that aim to deepen or, or challenge our understanding and relationship with the world around us. Now, he has since told stories from the outback of Australia to remote Faroe Islands, Fiji, India, Ireland, Kiribati, Netherlands, Russia, UK and the US. And next up, he's off to Kilfinane, the highest village in County Limerick, in the southwest region of Ireland and the home of the Hearsay Festival, where he will be surrounded by accents from all over the world. So let's have a chat to Joel. I'm here with the audio expert, the head of the space company, Joel Carnegie, who started out like me in community radio and our paths then differed slightly. I ended up going uh, into to TV eventually. And for Joel, he's become one of Australia's top broadcasters, um, presenters. But Joel has an absolute passion for podcasts, for travel, and indeed for audio and sound in all its many beautiful forms. So welcome. Thank you. I'm here to, to steal from you, to take from you your, your knowledge um, about about podcasts and, and learn a little bit about what you do as you travel the world with your passion for travel and sound. How do I explain to people what, what your job is, what you do, Joel? <laughs> it's a very good question. Sometimes I wonder myself. I've always um, combined music. My background is actually in music. Um, I studied music in my undergraduate degree. I lived in Austria and played the, the French horn in orchestras uh, for a little while in my early 20s and um, then found radio after that. So in fact, in a, in a way, music has always kind of driven and, and inspired the, the work that I do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really about how do you incorporate that within you know, the sound of, of the, the podcast that you're, you're trying to create? I do just have to touch on the fact that uh, I'm intro introducing you and interviewing you today as an expert, but I kind of love the fact that both of us started out in community radio. I, I just I think it's wonderful that you can see if you've got that passion, if you've got that initiative, it can take you anywhere. So 
Tell us a little bit about that, that beginning for you. When I came back from Austria, I was really kind of looking for the next thing that I would do. Music just suddenly wasn't quite having the appeal as it, as it, as it had. And so kind of, I almost fell into community radio and that, that really was a, a savior in many respects um, because I just really loved the, the opportunity to be able to share mm. the, the stories and meet incredible people and to have these really intimate conversations with, with someone and then that to, um, that to be shared to an audience. So at 3MBS, which is where I first started out, um, it was all about music and about you know bringing in performers, live performers into the studio and playing and I had an arts show and a music show and just I just loved the opportunity. It was, it was, so, it was so great to be able to support Australian musicians as well as talk to them every day of the week. Yeah. And I suppose to be fair, you became so good at your craft that somebody said, hey, we should pay you to do that. Now you've made your, your passion, your profession. You're about to go to Hearsay 17 over in Ireland, which I've heard is like Woodstock for audio. Tell us a little bit about Hearsay 17. Sure, so it's 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 an incredible festival that sits in the mountainsides, the mountainside in, uh, well, in, in, in Ireland, just outside of Limerick. It's just really a, a, a great uh, festival, as I understand it. I've never been there before, but, but, it, but its reputation is legendary in the fact that you really kind of get up and close, you hang out in pubs and you, you talk about audio and sound and, and story um, with a whole bunch of other radio nerds from around the world. Um, and it should, be, <laughs> it should be, it should be great. I'm also doing a, my next ABC radio documentary at the same time. So I'm kind of combining the trip with a few bits and pieces and, um, and, and really excited about learning about what to do next. And that's what, what this world is all about. It is all about, um, educating yourself, constant learning, asking questions, which brings you to the farm. Uh, today tell us about tell us about this beautiful mic tell us about the equipment that you choose to learn that maybe people watching now could possibly learn from as well or buy sure uh well i mean when i'm um on the road i i always use a a, a zoom mic a, a zoom recorder as, as well as um a biodynamic mic it's a recorder's mic you can get that online uh, the, the website is called Zoom. Um, that one costs about $500. There are smaller ones that cost about $200, but you don't need to go to any particular shop. You can, you can live on a farm and you can go online and have it sent to you. So you think that's, that's easy to learn and great quality? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a kind of a professional outlet there, and um, the the biodynamic mic has, has seen me record in some really unusual locations. I was in caves in the Faroe Islands last year. Faroe Islands. The Faroe Islands, yeah, the Faroe Islands, uh, which is uh, well, I mean, you could say. You could say feral in some respects, no end of it. I mean, they. I, I was doing a, a radio documentary on on their practice of whaling, um, and um, so part of that was was the experience of of needing to record sounds for a whale hunt um, as as part of that story called the Grin. That's a, a thousand year old cultural tradition. Want more travel in your day? Well, then join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. The, the process is what we're here about. The process is, is what I'm fascinated by. And, and what you just experienced leads me into this whole new world. Well, certainly it's a new world for me of podcasting. Tell me about your background with, with podcasting and any advice you can give us. It's really about trying to find your niche and where you sit within that within that world and, and what is your offering that is different to everyone else's. Um, there are great, great podcasts out there and, and I think there what is... What makes for a great podcast? Oh, I'm new, I really am new to it. I'm sorry yeah, to say that. No, no, no. Um, 
oh, look, it's it's probably a combination of things. It's about the story that, that is being told and about the quality of that story and, and the intrigue and, and, and all sorts of the curiosities that, that a story might be able to share, but uh, bring forth. But it's also about the sort of sound that sits behind a story and the music and, you know, perhaps you work with composers like and performers to create the music for, for your podcast. And, and I love doing that as, as, as well, you know, be able to work with composers to create sound specifically for that moment in time or that particular story. And that's a really exciting space to work in. How long should a podcast be? I think 15 to 20 minutes is a really good kind of length of time. You can kind of get into a conversation really quickly and then um, uh, get involved without sort of dragging um, the audience through stuff that they don't need to hear. But, I mean, as we see recently um, with um, uh, podcasts like S-Town, like those episodes were, you know, over an hour. So it just it just really depends on, on, on what your project is. What your niche is, as you yeah. say. Yeah. And would you use your Zoom? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, that would be that would be a, a pretty kind of straightforward way of doing it. Yeah. And then what happens? What's the process? Then you you take it back and you edit on your computer. Yeah. So um, at that point, um, you've got a whole bunch of tape, and you have to work out what you're going to do with hours and hours and hours worth of tape. And for me, like you hear the the things within the interview that ping, and so it's about uh, remembering those and um, and writing them down later. Yeah. Um, I'm always about finding the gold. Um, so it's a, it's a sort of mining exercise, if you will, um, after that fact, when you've got a transcript sitting in front of you and you're sort of working out what you're going to include, um, that's when you start refining and refining and refining. And it's just this ongoing, relentless process of just, um, polishing, you know, someone said to me, I'm, I'm working on a film documentary at the moment, um, in the South Pacific and, um, where in the South Pacific? Uh, in Kiribati. Wow, amazing. Amazing, yeah, it's an amazing place. Um, I've got to stop asking travel questions, but go that's on. That's all right. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, he's, we, we were having this conversation about, you know, because obviously working in film, so it's sound and audio. Uh, uh, sorry, sound and vision. Um, and <laughs> and he, said, he, he said to me, we, we always just kind of go for the, the worst stuff first and we try and fix that, but then we just kind of keep fixing the worst stuff, the worst stuff until we get to the point where all the worst stuff has been ironed out yeah. and then finally you have a thing, you get the jackpot, you know? So you're just continually kind of scraping away the, the ugh, just the stuff that clings to a story that doesn't need to be there and if you're precious about this stuff and if you're like oh well, everything is perfect and great you're just not going to make anything that's interesting you know it's you've just got to get right to the heart of it to the right to the gold and and to um and just to present that and often it can be really um it, you know the trick and the art is, is presenting something in its most clearest simplicity mm. even if it is a really complex issue it's just about presenting something that you know you can take someone with i i love the idea for me anyway of of um of idea of sort of holding hands with an audience and jumping into a mary poppins painting um i i love that super califragilistic expialidocious absolutely that's my world as well i i, I do also need need to ask you about our shared passion for travel because you you keep giving me you keep giving me these little nuggets um i i know that that you have a gift for languages as well tell us a little bit about that feel free to show off oh <laughs> uh well i mean i, I lived in austria and, and in germany i was living in germany french last year say. french horn yes i was i was studying 
you know, to be a French horn player. And I still play. Um, I should got you to bring the French horn out. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, another time. Um, but yeah, we... So yeah, so I was living in, in Austria, but um, last year I was living in Germany. I was working out of Deutsche Welle, the Germany's international broadcaster. Um, and, um, you know, working on this whale documentary at the same time and a whole bunch of things with the CBC in Canada. And, I, and so part of living in other countries is, is really absorbing the, the language and, and the local vibe. So um, it's a chance for me to unlock the part of my brain that can speak German, um, which it, it's, it's so bizarre. It's almost like I can't do it unless I'm in the country. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and the same with French as well. I like that with French. Yeah. It's like, I've got nothing. Oh, oh, boom. Like a couple of days. Where did that come from? All of a sudden, this, this, this mysterious world just unlocks and then suddenly you're, you're back into it, right? You know, when you're there. Is there a certain app that, that you follow for languages? Is there, what's your trick for learning languages? Uh, I mean, for me, like I, I actually do use Duolingo um, and a whole bunch of sort of online um applications like that okay. um that's du a duolingo duolingo yes so that's that can be really helpful in terms of sort of testing your knowledge and and doing that but you know what like i think it's about just jumping into the deep end and and that requires a level of courage to be able to kind of go i'm going to get it wrong and it's going to be okay and let's just oh, um and just go for it do you have a favorite language or, or accent maybe mm. Uh, I mean, French for me is beautiful. Like uh, German for me is very functional. It gets the job done, but I don't find it a beautiful language and I don't want to kind of listen to it. Um, in, uh, Austrian German is slightly different. It has more of a kind of sing-song vibe than um, the sort of Hochdeutsch, uh, high, high German, um, which is your sort of standard German dialect. Um, and in fact, the little village that I was living in, Graz in Austria, um, had its own little regional dialect. So I ended up leaving Austria with, with this sort of Graz dialect German accent, which, which people found quite funny when I went to speak German to other people who went from that area. You're just completely showing off now, I know. <laughs> While you're listening, why not add some travel to your inbox? Sign up for my weekly travel updates at journeystocome.com. What is your favourite curse word in a different language? Oh... That is a really good question. I mean, Murd's just not going to cut it, is it? <laughs> I think that's I think that's pretty good. I mean, like, okay. what's the German equivalent? I don't know, Scheisenhelm? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you, you do have this ear for language and, and, and having that has allowed you to travel. So yeah. tell us also a little bit about, about that passion for, for travelling the world and, and connecting it with your profession too. Yeah, for some reason, I've sort of found myself in a position where I can travel and work. And and that's taken a process of um, a very long time of being comfortable in that space. Um, but what do you mean by that? Um, well, I think I think we live in a in a society where, you know, security and job security and having like, you know, rocking up to a gig and knowing exactly what you're doing. There's something really comforting about that. Yes. But to be able to go, I'm just going to you know, create my own path and my own course and, and I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going, but I, but I feel like I'm going in the right way. Um, and just to let the, unfuture, the future unfold is, is a kind of a really lovely way of thinking about life. So um, for me, yeah, to be able to travel and work is, is, is wonderful. Um, and to be able to then access a culture in a really deeper deeper level i mean mm. um one of my favorite trips of all time and i'm not sure whether you've done this trip or not no, which is shared, shared. which is taking the uh the trans mongolian uh 
train from St. Petersburg through China via Mongolia. Um, it's just a really extraordinary journey. I've not done Mongolia. Uh, it's just, it's just like uh, completely. Why? Why? I think it was so foreign, um, a, a kind of to to kind of go into those 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 countries and to um, and to record. Um, I sort of managed to go in under the guise of being a musician um, and and had my recording gear as well. So I sort of was doing some some undercover recordings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, well, stating the you obvious, you have to. You have to. Yeah. So um, so I did this really lovely piece on the on the train ride itself. Um, uh, look for me. I mean, the train, just being on a train, is is just an extraordinary experience. And the, the I'm thinking about, I did it in a in a in a totally different way. I did um, Xi'an in in China, and I got the, I think it's the world's highest railway into Tibet. And it's just so interesting hearing you tell your story because I was all about the visual, and you're forcing me to hear to to think about the audio. And and I know that for that region, my memory is that um, it's a very guttural accent it i know a lot of people don't think that about certainly the the chinese but that region it's it's totally different isn't it oh look absolutely um and it's it's just really a a different world to 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 where we live here in 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 australia and and there is i mean that's what i do love to be able to kind of go out into these different cultures and then and then to sort of come back and sit and reflect on on how that is in this kind of beautiful part of the world which we, we live in. So And to be our conduit, that's what I think is beautiful, mm. that your curiosity is taking you around the world. And whether today it's via the podcasts or or doing your radio shows, you're able to to share with us for whatever judgments you may have about um, the the whale hunt that you mentioned. Mm. In a sense, thank heaven somebody is out there being courageous and recording it and doing all of that and sharing that experience and world with others because education is power, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and presenting presenting um, something that I mean, I, I'll be really honest. Like I, I went into the Faroe Islands, being um, you know, as as perhaps many are in Australia, to be quite anti whaling and to just kind of to go, well, you know, surely this, this is horrendous. But um, to be able to then have through the interviews and to be meeting these people and to spend time with them and you know these incredible people um, to really appreciate the other the other side of of your own perspective and I, and I think in a world that is very kind of divided and judgmental about whether you're on this side of the argument or the other side of the argument whatever the issue um, it's nice to play in both spaces so that you can present something that um, yeah, offers offers someone an a, an opportunity to kind of play in the grey, and that's mm. what I really love doing. I love that play in the grey. Mm. Tell me a little bit about the space company. So I set it up in 2013. It's my media production house. Um, I started working on a uh, on a show um, on ABC um, Radio National, and I really just had one show. And over the period of time, have expanded that um, to be working on most of the English speaking networks around the world. Um, so I've been doing projects with the BBC, um, ABC, um, CBC, Deutsche Welle, um, some American networks. Um, How does this happen? I've no idea. Yeah, oh, it just it just does. It just does. Um, Audible as well. Um, I just finished a, a series early this year on uh, called Listen to Love, which is a series about marriage equality in Australia. Um, it's hosted by Tom Ballard and um, working um, with a production team in Sydney, Melbourne and London. Um, really exciting um, project. Um, and to be therefore to be able to kind of really tackle social social issues and um, and 
yeah, topics that, that perhaps are um, conundrums culturally. And so the space company allows you, in a professional sense, to to venture further into into that um, into that audio world. Is that right? Yeah, very much so. But also have the capacity to do other things as well. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're in production for a film, um, documentary. Um, I a couple of years ago, I um, undertook a radio musical for RN. Um, last year, I did a cabaret show, radio cabaret show again for, for RN, um, which won a couple of awards in New York recently. And um, and so I'm continuing to work in that space as well in a kind of really kind of creative fictional um, sort of journalism fictional kind of space somewhere in the middle there. Um, and that's, that's really exciting from a kind of creative outlet perspective. May I just ask, because I, a lot of people ask this about me uh, being a travel reporter, but how do you work this into your personal life? How does... I mean, I, I don't know how much I can ask or what to sure, ask, but yeah, I am just fascinated. Yeah. You're, you're sharing all of these incredible tales about these wonderful journeys, but how does that work personally? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I'm uh, something about living in this part of the world is is that I can always come home and home is just kind of really a beautiful, peaceful place. Mm. Um, I have a very understanding partner <laughs> and, uh, and, and he works in theatre and, and as well. So, so that we kind of both live in a creative uh, environment and we're both supporting each other. So um, he's just up in Sydney doing a, a show with the Sydney Fringe called The Nose, which is hilarious. And he's coming down to Melbourne to do it uh, soon as well. Um, and so, you know, we'll bounce back and forth mm. um, with, with different projects and, and just kind of support each other in a really beautiful way. So really like any great relationship, it's just finding that person that um, is understanding about what your passions are and um, I, I would have to say the same about my husband. I mean, he's a farmer, totally, totally different world but um, uh, very understanding about what I do and um, if you can find that right person then it allows for so many other possibilities in your professional life as well I suppose yeah and and to be able to sort of say all right well I'm you know I'm going to head off <laughs> as I'm doing you know on Sunday over to the uh to Europe and the UK and Ireland to um you know I'll be away for kind of three and a half weeks or something like that and and that's kind of okay trust is good trust is good of course yeah so I suppose when wrapping up I I do just just want to ask you your final bits of advice for those that are interested in in your world and podcasting as well um, do you uh, do you have the the, the noise cancelling headphones? Do you travel everywhere with those? What what's your advice? Um, on a on a practical level, yes. I mean, noise cancelling headphones is like an absolute must. Um, but you know, I would say um, it's really about finding finding your voice and finding the thing that is going to enlighten your soul, for a better word, uh, what of a better word, um, in that. Yeah, you, that that whatever you you do in, in in this space is a really intimate experience and, and conversation, and so um, make that meaningful for you because then it will be meaningful for others. Well, Joel, thank you so much for coming to the farm to have a chat with us today. I'm going straight onto the Zoom website. I'm ordering up there, and. Thanks for mentioning the space company. We'll keep an eye on that. And, of course, we wish you the best of luck for, for Ireland and Hearsay 17. Thanks so much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited, all the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details. <laughs>